Welcome to Retina Health for Life from the President's Corner, brought to you by the American Society of Retina Specialists. I'm your host, Dr. Tim Murray, coming to you from Miami. On each episode, we'll bring you inspiring conversations about your sight and the special role the retina plays in making healthy vision possible. We'll hear from expert retina specialists, as well as directly from patients about living life to the fullest with retinal disease. Join us and learn how to safeguard your retina health for life. Welcome to the ASRS's Retina Health for Life from the President's Corner. On this episode, we're going to talk about diabetic macular edema, a complication of diabetes that affects blood vessels in the eye and can lead to blindness. But with early diagnosis and treatment, particularly by a retina specialist, disease-related vision loss can be avoided. I'm happy to welcome my friend and fellow retina specialist, Dr. Diana Doe of the Byers Eye Institute from the Stanford University School of Medicine. Welcome, Dr. Doe. Hi, Tim. It's a pleasure to join you. Diana, you are really an expert in diabetic disease, particularly in diabetic macular edema. Could you talk a little bit about what diabetic macular edema is, how it occurs, how the patients may experience it, and and what your recommendations are for patients in their general health care? Diabetes is a huge public health problem, and every individual diabetes is at risk of developing diabetic eye disease, otherwise known as diabetic retinopathy. Diabetic macular edema is a common complication of diabetic eye disease, and it occurs when damaged blood vessels in the center of the retina, which is the light-sensitive tissue in the back of the eye, and when these damaged blood vessels leak fluid into the macula, the central portion, patients can present with blurry central vision. It's imperative to treat diabetic macular edema before it causes irreversible damage. The main thing for our patients is you only get this if you have diabetes, but can you get this even when your diabetes is well-treated? Ironically, this can occur at any stage of diabetes. And we've seen through studies that the longer you have diabetes, the higher the possible risk of developing diabetic eye disease and diabetic macular edema. Of course, the first line treatment is prevention, and you can do this by having excellent control of your systemic diabetes. But the longer you have diabetes, you can potentially develop diabetic macular edema. So Dr. Doe, there seems to be two different major types of diabetes, what we used to think of as type 1 and type 2, or insulin-dependent and non-insulin-dependent. Do you counsel your patients differently? How do those diseases differ? Do we need to worry more about one group or another? Whether you have diabetes type 1 or type 2, both types can put you at risk of developing diabetic eye disease and diabetic macular edema. Certainly, we find that older individuals who are diagnosed with type 2 diabetes may already have pre-existing diabetic eye disease because they're often diagnosed at a later stage in life. 
We typically think type 1 diabetics are younger individuals, and perhaps they might develop diabetic eye disease a few years after their initial diagnosis. But it's important, whether you have type 1 or type 2 diabetes, to see your ophthalmologist and retina specialist for a comprehensive eye examination. You've said that systemic control is important, and we know that our patients measure their, their blood sugars. We also know that there's a test called a hemoglobin A1C. Which of those is most important, and what do they tell us? Both tests are useful, but the hemoglobin A1C is a blood test your doctor might order, and it gives you a percentage, which shows us how the blood sugars have been doing over a three- to four-month period. Ideally, we would like the hemoglobin A1C to be 7% or less. This indicates good control of your systemic diabetes. Studies have suggested that the higher the hemoglobin A1C, that indicates poor control of your diabetes and the higher the risk for diabetic retinopathy. So I think that's really important. I always feel that for my diabetic patients, they really need to be empowered to know that they play a major role in, in their health, and I think even a more major role when it comes to their vision. So should they be asking to see an, an ophthalmologist or a retina specialist? How should the patient know to get the best eye care possible? Exactly. First of all, it's so important to see an ophthalmologist and specifically a retina specialist if you are suspected to have diabetic eye disease because there are so many new advances that are available today in detection using imaging, state-of-the-art imaging that we have in our retina specialist office, and also new treatments that can actually improve vision and reverse retinopathy. So I think that's really amazing because the concept of being able to reverse disease and recover vision, that, that was something that was really unheard of a generation ago. But when we, when we want to look for our patients looking for things, one of the things that I am always struck by is how important it is for us typically to see the patient before they've lost their vision. So, so patients need to understand that you don't wait till you have a symptom of vision loss, that you can really ask to be seen by a retina specialist or ophthalmologist earlier. But for patients that haven't seen a specialist and they are monitoring, what should they look for for worrisome signs or symptoms of disease? Patients with diabetes can present with a multitude of symptoms. Sometimes it's just a slight blurriness of their vision, difficulty reading or driving, or even double vision. Any of these symptoms could suggest that they already have diabetic macular edema or swelling in the center of the retina. In addition, there are many patients who have diabetic retinopathy, but they may be asymptomatic because the disease right now is in the periphery of the retina. Those patients should be seen because there are effective treatments that can reverse that damage that has already been done. And I think that's really important. And also to emphasize that you have to check your vision one eye at a time. Many of my patients come in and don't realize that they have poor vision in one eye because the other eye has really excellent vision and, and their brain kind of focuses on the good vision. 
So I think that's an important clue also. So our patients should expect to have good vision out of both eyes, reading and distance vision. And if they don't, they really need an explanation of why. Exactly. I agree with you completely. And the patients do have to be proactive because sometimes seeing the ophthalmologist or the retina specialist may take time to make an appointment. But with the advent of all the imaging modalities we have today in our office suites, we really can individualize the approach to the patient, tell them the severity of their disease, and come up with a management plan to preserve their vision. So, Dr. Doe, you mentioned some of the advantages and advances in a retina specialist's office to look at a patient with diabetic macular edema. Can you take us through what that exam looks like and what those tests would be? It's very important during the examination with the retina specialist, the patient gets a complete dilated exam. That is, eye drops are placed in each of the eyes that allow us to take a very careful and detailed view of the entire eye and retina. During the exam, I'll often also use wide field retinal photographs to really scrutinize the peripheral retina and evaluate for any signs of diabetic retinopathy. A common imaging modality that I also use is optical coherence tomography, also known as OCT, which provides a non-invasive two-dimensional view of the thickness of the retina. And this helps me detect if there's any diabetic macular edema. Diabetic macular edema then causes thickening of the retina? And how does that affect the vision? Diabetic macular edema causes thickening in the center of the retina, and this causes a patient to have blurry central vision. In addition, we see that the leakage of damaged blood vessels from diabetes can result in this persistent thickening in the center of the retina. And that's why prompt and uh, Regular follow-up with the retina specialist is essential to get treatment to help reverse the damage and improve the vision. So in that office exam, your patients have vision measured in, in each eye. The eye pressure is measured. The front of the eye is examined. And then you have this examination really looking for the, the worry for diabetes in, in the retina. What do you take as a history for these patients in terms of things they can help with? You've talked about controlling your blood sugar. Do things like high blood pressure or smoking or diet or exercise or weight, do those play a role in this disease? It's also very important to manage the other medical conditions that might be affecting the patient. As you mentioned, hypertension, high blood pressure is a common condition that many patients have. And we know that uncontrolled high blood pressure can also damage the retinal blood vessels and contribute to worsening of the diabetic retinopathy. So it's important to look at the whole entire patient and remind them that managing their health and being proactive will help preserve their vision. So there are some things the patient can do on their own before seeing the doctor. There's information they bring to you, like their hemoglobin A1C, the medications they're taking. I, I usually like my patients to come to me earlier in the course of their treatment. I'm never unhappy to see a diabetic patient and tell them they, they look great. 
I'm only sad to see that diabetic patient who, who didn't come to me early and has very advanced disease. But you've also alluded to the fact that with advanced disease, we have some amazing new treatments. So if you see a patient with diabetic macular edema that involves the center of the macula and the vision is affected, what treatments are you able to deliver to that patient? Over the past decade, the treatment for diabetic macular edema and diabetic eye disease has really been revolutionized and given our patients so much more hope and chance for vision improvement and preservation. The first-line treatment for diabetic macular edema is a medicine that's injected locally into the eye, and it targets the pathophysiology, the reason why the damaged blood vessels are leaking. This medicine blocks a protein called vascular endothelial growth factor, VEGF, which is overexpressed in eyes with diabetic macular edema and diabetic retinopathy. By delivering this local medicine into the eye, we're able to reduce the swelling associated with diabetic macular edema and reverse the retinopathy that is seen. So it's an amazing treatment that can really improve vision. Right. So I think that's amazing, right? So, you know, you can actually recover the function of, of the eye and the vision within, within the eye. And that often is a, is a wake-up call to our patients to get healthier too, right? So they, they realize that there's ongoing damage and sometimes that helps you to be a little better about the blood pressure and blood sugar control about your exercise and, and your diet. So Dr. Doe, in the past, we, we used laser therapies for patients with macular edema. We virtually never talk about that anymore. Can you tell us what's really changed? Why, why is one potentially better than the other for treatment? You're right. In the past, 20, 30 years ago, laser used to be part of the standard management of diabetic macular edema. But with the advent of this new novel pharmacotherapy that inhibits VEGF, that protein that's overexpressed in eyes with diabetic macular edema, we found that these new injectable medicines are superior to laser and that these VEGF inhibitors actually give a patient a better chance at improvement in vision and reversal of their diabetic eye disease. And that's why laser is not used as frequently as it was in the past. So laser worked essentially by destroying parts of the retina, sealing parts of the retina to preserve other parts, correct? Correct. But anti-VEGF really doesn't damage any of the tissues. It just enhances the function. Is, is that how we look at that? Yes. The idea that anti-VEGF therapy is beneficial is based on the fact that it blocks the bad protein that is leading to the leakage of blood vessels. And if we block that bad protein, we stop the leakage and we save the retina. And we do this without damaging any of the retina because we don't need to use laser to burn the retina anymore. And, and Dr. Doe, when, when you see the patient and you do that OCT and there's thickness and you inject and you bring them back, can you actually see the improvement on the OCT? Is that a way that you can follow objectively the, the swelling of the retina? It's amazing that we do have this imaging 
biomarker, the OCT, which can show us before and after effects of this pharmacotherapy that we deliver to the eye. And it's amazing to educate the patients and show them how the medicine is working within the eye. This engages them to return for additional treatment because often these patients will need multiple injections over a period of time to control and improve their disease. It's also been an exciting time because we're talking about some newer medications that may actually work better and last longer. So patients potentially could see us in our office and be treated less often. Is that exciting for you also? There's definitely a lot of excitement in retina. Vision scientists are continuing to explore new therapies that, as you mentioned, can improve upon what we've already developed. These new medicines that are in late-stage clinical trials block VEGF and also block other pathways that have been implicated in diabetic eye disease. And the additional benefit of these new medicines is that they can last longer inside the eye, and therefore patients will need less frequent treatment but still have the same beneficial effects. It seems when we talk about this that the earlier that a patient is seen, diagnosed, and treated, the better likelihood they are to keep excellent vision through their entire lifetime. Is that correct? Exactly. Diabetes is a chronic condition, but it does not need to lead to vision loss. Diabetic eye disease is preventable, and certainly with the advent of all the new technology we have as a retina specialist, we can really improve a patient's vision and reverse their diabetic eye disease. I think it's imperative that patients see us regularly because we can offer them hope and save their vision for their entire life. So I think it's, it's pretty obvious that they need to see an eye specialist early. And I think it's also important to know that the retina specialist is the only one that does the treatments that we've discussed for macular edema. So it's important to know that you may see one ophthalmologist and then be referred and, and that that's okay, right? Yes, the retina specialist is a physician surgeon who is specifically trained to treat the complications of diabetic eye disease. And we have the skill and talent to really administer these medicines and tailor the treatment to each of our patients. I love that tailor the treatment to each of our patients because I think you and I are very strong believers that we do personalize the care of our patients and that it takes a physician and a patient to make good decisions together. So I, I love that individualized focus on care, but I think as big as a message as that is, it's important to know what to look for. So you mentioned dilated exam, you mentioned imaging of the retina and OCT, and then you mentioned the importance of overall good general health. So I think that was an amazing overview of where we are in the United States and in the world for the evaluation and care of diabetic macular edema. Dr. Doe, any other comments before we end our session? I would just say that it's so exciting to be in the field of retina today because we could make so many advances and save the vision of our patients 
that there does not have to be vision loss and blindness today if a patient will see their retina specialist and get appropriate therapy. What an exciting time. So Dr. Diana Dove from the Stanford Medical School and Byers Eye Institute, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Tim. Thanks for tuning in to Redna Health for Life from the President's Corner. You can watch and listen to more episodes on the ASRS YouTube channel and on popular podcast directories, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, and Spotify. For even more information about safeguarding your vision for a lifetime, visit asrs.org slash patients and follow ASRS on both Facebook and Twitter. Retina Health for Life is made possible in part through generous support from the Foundation of the American Society of Retina Specialists, Allergan, Genentech, Novartis, and Regeneron Pharmaceuticals. See you soon.